0: Fellas. Fellas. Is love real? I don't know anymore. Oh, I thought that was a, a question. Nah, man. I don't know, man. I'm reeling. I'm reeling right now. Cause why are you hurting D Uh-oh. Quavo is sweetie broke up, man. In the, in the cheating allegations on my man Quavo when we know black men don't cheat. Welcome to Off The Rip with your hosts that front like they know the most. We talking smack about whoever whatever is currently on our minds. We ain't no experts, so don't get hurt if we say something that rubs you the wrong way. This is a place where ideas get thrown out and tossed around. If you can't take the heat, get up out the kitchen. We about to serve them up. It's Reem, D, Mook, and Shiz. It's Off The Rip. Nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay, come for the comments. Hello, good morning. Tell me what the lick read. Uh, what's up, fellas? What's up, what's up, what's up? What's up, Shiz? You how we doing, Ream? What's up, what's up? Whoop,
1: whoop, what's up? What's good with you? That's up,
0: baby. <laughs> Dots what's up, put T- that
2: on the shirt, right. boy. We got hey, T on hey,
0: the hey, T Pay <laughs> Shout out to E for uh editing. And also we got shout out Vanna Black. Uh, Vanna Black Soul, who does our theme song. Mm, if you're ever definitely. wondering who's on the front end with the music, you can go check him out. Uh, great artist out of Chicago. That's family. That's love. All right, fellas. So uh, let's jump into it, man. Last week, we last time on the pod, we talked about Last Chance You, but not a lot of us have finished it. Um, now we've gotten a chance to finish it and sit with it for a week. So uh, what are some of our thoughts now that we've completed the –
2: series? Uh, I'll start off. Um, it's upsetting. That's how it ended. Um, because um, you had, you can see how, how big they thought the, um, you know, accomplishing that goal that they had put in front of themselves for the whole year of getting a chance to win that California state championship. And, and just for and context, some, Luke,
0: how did it end?
2: Okay. So it ended um, how, what where how our podcast started was, um, <laughs> Qu- quarantine that, um COVID had just um, had just started for them in uh, California when well, i just started but just really showing its uh, um, effects um, which also um, one of the cool things that watching a lot of these shows like watching the Sierra Canyon documentary and you know, watching a lot of shows that you know you can kind of see like I don't know about you guys but it's like cool to see you know life before um, what we're going through right now And just to kind of see the buildup and, you know, how like we were all blindsided by it because, you know, we really didn't understand at the time we had heard about it, um, but we never really knew what was going on, but to see them have to transition to that's how the season ended, because that's how it happened for a lot of people. You know, I know high schools that didn't get to play a state championship. Obviously the NTA tournament didn't happen last year. So it's great that these things are back, but you saw all the effects from that. And, you know, it's kind of interesting to see how it affects, Everybody, and you can see how emotional, like you know Joe. How I told you, like when I first started the show, I, I hated him. I was like, yeah, he's emotionally weak, you know. But as you got as you got deeper into the season, you start to get appreciation for him, and you see he's mis- he's more so misunderstood. And I know, um, I'm pretty sure Rashawn and Darius and Trev can pro- probably all um, speak on this, and Reem too. Um, we also deal with uh, a lot of young men who come from, you know, various backgrounds on a daily basis. And sometimes they're hard to, it's hard to, for us to understand them because you never really know what somebody else is going through and how they can handle that situation. So seeing how he kind of built as a person and, you know, by the end, you see how emotional he was when the season ended. He's like, I had to leave because he was going to cry um that shit kind of broke me i'm not gonna lie to you when i finished the season i was like yo like that sucks Cause they were a special group yeah, yeah for
3: me. i think the oh. i was gonna say just that the ending is what kind of got me just because like as you're watching it and they had the episode about like kobe dying and all the players and how they reacted and once that happened i'm like shit like this is right around that time so like i wonder if they're going to be able to get to the end of the season and like, right when that happened, like, like you put the timeline together and you start to realize like, damn, like this is right before COVID really started to to take over. Um, and so I just wanted to say like that, that was definitely something that stood out was just the ending and just the way that, unfortunately, how uh, it kind of ended for them and, and all of every, and everybody kind of dealing with that to a certain degree, but just seeing that was it's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, for me, I think this was by far like one of the best. And I think Mook mentioned this, last week it was like one of the best seasons of last chance you um because just going through it just like the process of the team you know the five stages of of group development like we saw the storming phase we saw the forming norming and then performing they were getting into this momentum at the end of the season and i was just like damn i was like yo they're really on one like they're all gelling together and i think d and trev With the work that we do could relate to it when they went up to the mountains and they had that little um they were staying in the cabin and I get triggered just talking about it, but you know, having that building that group cohesion and then going into tournament play, it was almost like, damn, they about to they about to really take it all and everything just shuts down. And I'm like, fuck. So it really um really fucked me up to see that, but um. Shout out to Coach Mosley because he, um, he still was true to his word. All the guys that we saw throughout the um, throughout the season got Division One scholarships, so they all finished off strong.
0: Even Mark, my man, my man, the redhead. Oh yeah,
1: Um, yeah. So minus him, minus him, but like
0: (laughs) I (laughs) I don't know. But I'm I'm laughing when he was
2: like, "We're all African American (laughs) except for Mark."
0: Yeah,
1: yeah but but that was
2: Mark's funny. Old. But Mark, Mark been riding with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but the dudes that
1: they really followed, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, Mark, Mark was, uh, yeah.
2: Man,
0: he had a couple highlights. Man, he had.
1: The sh- yeah, the sh- I thought it was like he, he was like a Brian Scalabrini, you know what I mean? Like a. What? Little, wow, don't disrespect him like Matt that, buyer. bro. That's Mark great. was a little fan favorite. <laughs> <laughs> <All
2: right. laughs> right, getting Yo,
1: yo! The, the funny was part was Yo, Coach Mosley was like, "Yo, was like, yo yep. if we if we get two hundred people in here, he said y'all could pie me." And I'm looking at the gym. I'm like, "There's no way in hell you get two hundred people in." <laughs> and
2: they somehow did it. He's like, "And we have to win." He had put all these uh, pre yeah, he's <laughs> like, "And we gotta win <laughs> by at least fifteen. <laughs> Cover the spread."
0: Nah, man. Last chance. Last chance. You basketball. I thought was a, a great look into just what young men, men of color um, just go through in general. And I thought it was a great example of uh, just resiliency and um, having to rise to the occasion and also just what happens when you can't control things, you know? And just, like, just the way that it ended with just, yo, this is it. Like, we can't even play that next game. Like, it's so sudden, but that's the way it was in, in life. Like, when we lived through that, it was like one day everything's open, the next day, yo, everything's shut down. And so I thought it just taught a great lesson and just uh, letting go and and just letting the universe work and just trusting – Trust in the process, you know, uh, it it is tough to watch. Definitely felt bad for the, for them because of all that they went through, but also it's a testament to them. And as, as coach Mosley said, you know, y'all won, you know, I thought that was a great speech by him at the end. He's just like, y'all won. Y'all did it. Y'all won. Y'all, as far as he's concerned, they're champions. Um, and you can see the emotion on his face at the end. I mean, he was just crying and just letting it go. But yeah, yeah, like y'all said, I really do want to make curriculum out of this and teach and teach it to the youngs, the young, the young kings that we work with. Um, just because I think it's it's so many examples that you can put in there, from self determination to visionary goal setting and positive anger expression and all that junk. So development, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so. And, I'll, yeah,
2: go ahead. I would say, I don't know about you guys, but for some reason, it seemed like the last two seasons of Last Chance you with the football team from Oakland and then this basketball team, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I connected a lot more to these um, two teams, the, these individuals, more than I did in the first few seasons. The first few seasons may have been, you know, a little more funny and, and witty and stuff, but I feel like this one's like the real because these are kids that they're not going to school for free. You know, a lot of them are paying their way to go to school. They're not living on a campus, so it's not like you're in their dorm rooms or anything like that. These kids are like, you know, they're giving everything they got to into this dream, and it's not like they're handed anything. You know, a lot of these these kids, uh, some of the kids that they travel, you know, almost two hours to get to school every day. Yeah, that's so you LA, can like man. This.
0: The LA traffic's crazy.
2: Exactly. So you see that. So like, I feel like their stories are a little deeper, because it seems like last the first few seasons of Last Chance You, it seemed like you know those kids are more like these are kids that were Division One drop off where it's like, okay, I went Division One, things didn't work out. But now I'm going to school for free just to get back to Division One. These kids, outside of probably, like, KJ and um, Joe Hampton. Hanson, are kids that really didn't, you know,
1: Sean maybe too. not
2: have the same opportunities. Yeah, well, Sean, Sean walked on, though.
0: His story is like crazy, man, crazy. walking yeah. on to, to then the coach. And that's what happens all the time, too, that people don't realize. The coach gets fired or the coach leaves. Yeah.
2: That's, that's, that's it. Dry, and dry. That's it. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: So – that's why I was like, I've resonated with, with these individuals a lot more than the last few seasons, just because it seems like this one's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, it's not the same same emotional, like, for, like, R- Ronald, um, Ollie, like, on the first season, which is like, nah, this kid's just legitimately just a up. <laughs> like, these um, kids are I like
0: <laughs> – Mook, I don't know. I haven't checked, but do you – does the same people direct every season or do they get different people to direct each season?
2: I think it's different people, but I could be wrong though. I Because whoever
0: directed this season stylistically, like the shots that they were have, like just the single shots and the zoom ins and the, uh, the yeah. wide angles, <laughs> like they they yeah. really the were going in with the the fire, just bro. the art the artistic side of filmmaking. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. a great documentary.
2: Yes. Definitely. Yeah. No, so I, I completely they did agree with it.
3: Yeah, just the way they went about it. I mean, maybe because basketball is a little different of a sport, you can do a little different things compared to basketball and football. But definitely yeah. just the style that it's they, a lot more they intimate, went about yeah. this. Right, just like right, the in-game
1: exactly. commentary, too. Like, I think somebody got right. dunked on yeah. and He was like, yeah, you on Netflix, baby. You <laughs> <Yeah>. on Netflix. <laughs> <It was laughs> dying, like, let's go. <laughs> I was like, let's go. They be yeah. talking
3: all season, bro. They're all games are on Netflix. Like, that's crazy. That, yeah. That's the ultimate trash talk right there. Yeah, the just having like, that smaller like, team. With each other. Yeah. Right, yeah, just having a smaller team compared to football, like, you just get better quality, like, moments, really, you know, because everybody knows each other a little more. Like,
0: I appreciate watching this a lot more than watching a lot of, like, I'm I'm, I'm going to say it, like, Glory Road, I'd rather watch Last Chance You, mm. Like, Coach Carter, love you, Coach Carter, love you, Timo Cruz, but I'd rather watch this. <laughs> Like, it was
3: just something about, like, getting real stories. Like, yeah. getting to know people and actually yeah. being, like Mook said, being able to connect and, like, be like, damn, he's been through that, but he's still here or, like, learning about this and that. Like,
0: yeah. Because that, just, that, not, that's like, pretty, pretty much – it's like watching a live Coach Carter. Like, a live. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, if, if you could just be there and watch what he had to put those kids through, that's what it felt like for me.
1: And just the sacrifices that he had to make, too. Like, yo, I felt that that one scene where – He was talking. I think it was after a game, and they were like complaining on like why they didn't want to like lift weights or something after a game. And he said, "Yo, man, I missed my daughter's game tonight because I'm putting up weights with y'all." And I was like, "Yo, that shit, that shit, like broke my heart, bro." I'm like, "Damn, like if y'all feel that, if y'all just go over there and just you know what I'm saying, (laughs) lift up, lift some weights or something after that, like that shit had me."
3: One thing that got me too though was um was like they're trash talking on the bench like they be like they get subbed out and they just be talking hellish like coach don't know what he's talking about This kids a yeah. fucking bum like, I'm like exactly can, can they like is this recorded afterwards or are they saying that on the bench yeah. right now like That's what I'm this man going crazy
1: but like even just like the in. Like highlighting the different temperaments, right? Like there was the um the scouts were there, and Joe went crazy. He went to the went to the damn locker room and tore that shit up. And I'm like, oh,
0: like come on, Joe, don't do that, bro. Well, that that's what I appreciated too is how they highlighted not just the head coach but the assistant coaches because yeah. they're yeah. Just, they're just as important as the head coach. Spe- and then, especially how they highlighted my man's in the wheelchair Yeah, you know what he yeah. Done? going to yeah. every high school game. Talking to all these different recruits, all this different stuff. And and, and also just the way he's real with them. Yeah, and the way man. he went to Joe and was like, yo, Joe, what are you doing? Right. Like, is this it? This is it for you? Like you came this far, you just gonna quit? Yeah. And it's like you can tell Joe, Joe just needs attention. Like yeah. he, he just needs you need someone doing. to pay attention to him. He needs someone to 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 be in his corner and just to to push him for that. But and the the I forget what his name is. I don't want to keep calling him the coach in a wheelchair, but he um he got he gets it. There's something to it that he 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 innately gets it, and he knows how to communicate with people. Yeah. And I really appreciated how they highlighted that. Trev mentioned something.
1: Yeah. I think it was just fucked up too. Like the coach, uh, the coach in a wheelchair. I think he was. He played basketball out in L.A. too, right? And I think yeah. he was wrestling he like with a, 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 what wrestling
3: a He was wrestling
0: with his he was wrestling with his uh, roommate, and he got paralyzed. Damn. And he that used to he was, he was balling out, and then yeah, just one day, wrestling with his roommate, and it, did, it the story did sound kind of like abrupt, shady. yeah. Uh, but so yeah
3: one one last thing I thought before we go to the next one was just kind of how crazy it is, and you guys probably know this better, but like. How how many connections there are in basketball? Like to see that Joe played with Dwayne Bacon and played against Ben Simmons. And mm. I'm sure KJ's played against players that are probably in the NBA now, but just like to see how like players in high school play against like real top level talent. And they can be a top level talent too, but like some things just don't pan out. Like, you know, You're I know right? you guys have talked about like Boston basketball players and kind of what they're doing, where they're at. But yeah, that was quick, something who I just Who's the best players y'all
0: played against?
1: Wayne Selden um nerlin nerlin Oh, well yeah, you did mention that yeah
3: we, play, we played we played a jalen good.
0: brantley right showcase
1: yeah oh.
3: jalen, bro, yeah, yeah, that
0: jalen brantley <laughs> yeah dad, dude. Was he was a freshman Bucky. he was a freshman when i was a senior he was yeah that's calling out on central uh um, kamali bay kamali
1: yeah, bay yeah that's what we played bull. against
2: yeah dominique bull was tough
1: dominique bull was a fucking grown man and like eighth grade oh, the
3: eighth grade <laughs> <laughs> well for
1: She's that going up napier
0: two. pulling up from half court at a showcase yeah he's nah, a little he's a a I was low was like, like wait why is, is he here why wait what yeah. <laughs> just pointed through people's legs
2: yeah. <laughs> pulling up at half um, court well,
0: that's like Brito. i remember denzel seen... Brito?
2: oh yes denzel Brito. Like he was a force too i'm playing in like this men's this men's league in carver like two years ago right like a regular ass Sunday men's league, right? This team pulls him up to the game. I was <laughs> like, bro, like, and mind you, I'm not, like the youngest dude on my team, so like, they expecting me to guard him the whole game. I'm like, bro, like, don't do that to me. Like, don't respect me. We're gonna sit in a two three game. Andre King <laughs> right. was nice too. Andre King, yeah. Where did he finish up at? At what, Westfield.
0: Uh, Westfield, yeah.
2: Yeah, mm. he went D. I know he went D two, and then I don't know how. If he was like six three, three. if he was like six feet.
0: I think he would have been a D1 player. It's just so
1: funny how, like, like you said, like, how NBA, like, not like NBA players, but how, like, top players in our, like, area pan out. Because I could have sworn Kamali Bay was about to be that dude, bro. And then out Broke of nowhere, like, because. He got hurt. Broke his leg like
0: dunking on somebody. Yeah. And then,
1: and yeah. then, because New, Orleans, New Orleans Noel, when he got, when he got the offers that he got, I was just like, is he, is he really that
2: good? You know what well, I'm saying? I thought he was number one in the country. You better watch him. your
0: mouth. That's Star Gang. Yo. Yo. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: That's a Don't talk about that. Gang. Talk about that gang. Gang. I
0: love that gang. Now, <laughs> <laughs> That's mouthy, bro. Yo,
1: mouthy was the, riding, all riding, all riding Wayne Sheldon in them, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we might have no, to edit a- that one out. We might get shot up. <laughs> we might have to chill out with that one.
0: Yeah, they he right
2: around the corner. Huh? He he's he ain't got to worry about him.
1: <laughs> Malphy was selling out the Holiday Inn in New Hampshire, huh? <laughs> <A> little ballroom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man! Nah, man, he had that one song with David Ortiz, bro. Pop chips.
3: Pop chips.
0: Pop chips. He had uh, he
3: had throw them threes. That should be to Vermont. Yo, you can't say that. It made, it, made, it, up, that it, made it up to Vermont without sounding. It made it to Vermont, yeah. But I remember that Yo, shit. Yo, I
0: got a song, bro. What's it? Pop <laughs> <laughs> chips.
3: <laughs> oh
0: All right, oh man. man, that concludes our segment on Last Chance. You.
3: All
2: right, so
0: you don't want to say we are that... talk about basketball.
2: We are in a. Uh, in March right now, and uh, as you know, in March, we uh, got a pretty big uh, basketball tournament going on. Um, the uh, NTA tournament, obviously, uh, the round of 64 has just concluded as of last night. Um, fellas, how's you guys' uh, brackets looking so far? Yeah,
1: well. shit <laughs> <laughs> that shit is fucked up. That shit is <laughs> fucked.
2: Yeah. Yo, Over. my pups... My pop hit me last night and was like, yo, like, I picked um, Oral Roberts over Ohio State. And I was like, you most certainly couldn't have picked that. And he showed me the bracket. I actually made that pick. I was like, nah, you're wow. a bullshit. And, like, he was like, I mean, every year there's usually a big upset. I was like, but there's no way watching Ohio State play in the Big 12 championship, like, three days ago, you're going to be like, I mean, Big 10 championship. You were going to pick them to lose to fucking Oral Roberts. First of all, I don't even know what Oral Roberts is. So if anybody can tell me where the school is, I greatly appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I have, I have no idea, bro. Um who's the who was the other big upset? It was Texas lost to who? Abilene Christian. What the fuck? <laughs> in, in Loyola, Chicago, yo, they had like um they they beat somebody too, but my whole shit is fucked up, bro. I'm so yo, mad.
3: Y'all blame uh, COVID at all for this? Oh yeah, blame COVID. Upsets? You think so? Well, COVID got um, Oregon to the next round. Yeah, they just they oh, just yo, no that,
1: contest. No, the that's jugs. what I'm saying. i saying. had that's um, wild, bro. Yeah. bro. they that was BCU,
2: right? They played. They were
1: playing BCU, yeah. right? BCU.
3: Especially oh, considering what's happened this Oklahoma. year, oh, like that's crazy. They just, I, I don't know how they do that. That's just the higher seed, <laughs> right?
1: I guess so. Nah, they were like, no, they I think, play. I think, no, I think it was whoever was impacted by COVID. So I think somebody on VCU got COVID, and they were like, so their team had to yeah, Y'all, <laughs> y'all gotta hold this L cause <laughs> That's
2: tough, no bullshit. Bro. That's so tough. No bullshit. If you're like one of the eight seeds, right, and you got to play the Zaga tomorrow, you tell them, yo, go to their dorm real quick. Just go hang out with them. For them. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> go and hang
2: out with jalen sucks
3: Yo, <laughs> biological warfare bro like, <laughs> exactly. you know who's looking good
1: on um pause that's, the that's sounded crazy you know who's um a decent ball player that dude from um iowa uh what's the big man's name uh 55 he's like a pro we were talking about this the other day
2: yeah
1: you don't know he's the dude's name
2: shit. Mm-hmm. i just said garza can you um, hear me
1: yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. I was like... Oh,
2: I said, my shit was going out, I guess. I thought I said, like, four times. Yeah, but, I mean, I have them beating um, Gonzaga in my uh, Elite Eight. So, I need them to continue to play well. Yeah. Gonzaga's over here beating up on HBCUs and shit, throwing, mm-hmm. throwing alley-oops off the glass. Shit. Yeah, that shit's crazy. So, speaking <laughs> speaking,
1: speaking of March Madness, uh, we got the women's basketball side starting today um and there was some things that were coming across social media um the differences between the way the women's march madness tournament and the men's are being treated y'all want to talk a little bit about that or what's your take on that
3: i saw something um richard jefferson was on espn like a day or two after a lot of those videos went viral and he said something that he's been saying for a while but just like the NCAA are thugs. Like they don't care about their students. Um, he talked about how like, you know, they had all these people planning for the NCAA tournament, men's and women's, all these people putting their thoughts and ideas into the food, the cafeterias, the weight room. And nobody thought, oh, this might look bad if people take pictures of the men's weight room and the women's weight room. And he was just like, you know, just like knocking them. Like, how did nobody think about this? Like, these are such clear differences. Yo, uh, and, rain, and they had... It's crazy.
1: Reem they had um <laughs> it was like men's like weight room versus women's uh weight room it was just like one like weight rack for a whole team yeah. for the women's and like the men's they had like fucking bench presses and like all different types of weight sets and stuff you got yeah. one weight rack in a like a and then when you like zoom out it's one weight rack in a whole fucking ballroom it's
3: just an empty and just room, chairs. Yeah. And, and, right.
1: and yoga mats
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, bro, it, it really was disrespectful it's yo. So it was really disrespectful, disrespectful. <laughs> like that's really messed up it's, they, it's
0: disgusting bro yo, it's that disgusting. Shit is cra- they then, are they're high level athletes yeah. and you think that that's okay yo so and, put, what what I can't even work out with that bro what are what are you supposed to do
2: with that yo yeah, I don't yeah. even work out, and that shit looks yeah. horrible. Yo, and then <laughs> like, and then this. the men
1: got the whole hygiene kit, bro, and and they got like what fucking lanyards and
3: like and That's yeah, just yeah, the hygiene bro. kit,
0: bro. They got the they got,
3: they got all, gear and shit like they mad got gear all the gear, bro.
0: Bro, that yeah. shit is nuts. Yeah, that got- shit
3: actually made me tell you, that but it really doesn't make sense. Like,
1: that yo, you it's said,
0: Karim, like who 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 is incompetent enough to just a ok this? Yeah, Not right one now. person spoke up and said this is wrong.
3: Right.
1: Like you might not want to do that in like Women's History Month, too, out of all
3: months. <laughs> right. Bro, come on, it's March. Like
1: you might not want yeah. to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well,
3: this even is why, food, this
0: bro. I don't understand the food.
2: It's yeah. catering, yo. No cap Why food? are you using why, why is the food different? Why are you using different?
1: The food on yo. both sides look trash. Yeah, I'm not
2: gonna lie. It does, but like, bro, I'd be I'd li- be living off of pizza rolls for like the next month. Like, if if yeah, I was still, continuing to move gonna this tournament, I'm
0: not
3: eating this food. But why? Yeah, that shit was different.
0: Why is it like? Why is there? Why is it
3: different? Period. Yeah, it should be buffet
2: style for both. Yeah.
3: It doesn't make no sense at all. But I get but it's as, co- I get it's COVID. I guess, but like,
2: why can't they use the same fucking gym? Yeah. yeah. But I guess so because of all of uh, obviously because of all of um the outpour that they've um, gotten, a lot of people have gone into um donating. Like I know Dick Sporting Goods has went out and donated equipment. Um, there's a, a gym, a gym company that um, Orange something, Orange Theory or something like that. If I got the name wrong, um, somebody please correct me. Um, But they donated uh, a bunch of equipment to um, Indianapolis. I know um, I saw Vanessa Bryant. She reached out to see what she can do to um, donate. A lot of uh, NBA players and um, WNBA players have reached out to, you know, do what they can to help. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it shouldn't have to go on – these other people to have right. to donate to make up for the NCAA's fuck-up. So like my mom was saying, like, it shouldn't be something that's like, oh, that's my bad. I'll fix it next time. That should be, oh, you've lost your job because
3: you thought this was Absolutely. okay. Right. Absolutely. Whoever, the, whoever is the leader. Someone, is yeah, like,
0: someone needs to get fired. Publicly.
3: Exactly. Well, and it's crazy because, like, that's that's the great thing about social media, though, right? Is that we everybody just bullied the NCAA into making some changes. Like, mm-hmm. And that's just – and it sucks that that's what it came to, is that this player and these players had to post video differences for anybody to even notice that it was this bad. And then the NCAA sees the press, and they're like, okay, we need to do something. Like, that's not how it's supposed to be. You know, who?
0: who um, we right. got to figure out who's in charge. Of, we got to start naming these people's names. Nah, you just got to uh, – The NCAA. We got to – like, we know who Roger Goodell is. We know who Adam mm-hmm. Silver is. Like, we got to start naming these who the people by name. The, uh...
3: it, yeah, it and needs to be completely reworked, It's not just abolished Mark and started Emmer. fresh.
0: Yeah.
2: I believe Mark Emmert is the president of the NCAA.
0: Yeah, and, and like you said, Reem, like, how many times do we need to know that these the, the NCAA is a bad institution? It, it doesn't like, that, care about thugs. the students. Like, they don't care you, about the students.
3: You ask so that... any, any D1 athlete, they're going to tell you the NCAA does not care about me. It cares about my money, and, and that's it, the scholarship, the money. What they can do, and do it for and it. it. And that's it. Which
0: is also showing up because we've seen the rec- some of the Rutgers players protesting because they're not making any money off of their likeness. And, and more players are starting to protest, talking about um, NCAA. I'm not NCAA property.
2: Yeah. And the thing, I've been saying this for the longest time now, I never fault the kids when we find out in 20 years that they were taking money. Because at the end of the day, somebody is making money off of their back. At the end of the day, so if yep. if a person wants to give you money for your place out on the on the field, I can't even knock you for taking that money. But well, not, not just the someone, the, the NCAA.
0: It's the perfect system. You don't pay your employees. Yeah, oh, man. it's modern
3: slavery.
2: For real, call it what it is. It's modern slavery.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, it's such a frustrating thing because you got people that I don't think are into maybe not into athletics as much or don't understand even the, the D3 or D2 um, schedule, much less the D1 schedule. And they say, oh, you got a scholarship, you got housing, you got food. But it's like it, that's not that's not the point. Like, that's not that's not what we're talking about here. It's something very different That the fact that the NCAA is making so much money off of these specific kids, how they look, how they act, how they talk. But these kids can't do anything to help their families. They can't do anything to to get some of that money back to them immediately, unless they are able to be that one percent or less than one percent that graduates and goes pro, you know, or has to go overseas mm-hmm. or, or do this or do, like it, it. It's such a ridiculous system that continues to be allowed still. Because I don't even know why it continues to be allowed, honestly. I guess because it so makes money at this point. Because yeah. it makes money.
0: Yeah. Uh, makes too much money. And And the
2: NCAA puts in rules to make sure that there's no possible way that you can, you know, not go through them to get to a certain point. So, like, the NCAA put in – well, the NBA put in the rule that you have to do one year removed from high school to be able to enter the draft. Obviously, there's routes around it now. You can go to Europe and things like that. But when it first started, put that rule in, You know, they're like, okay, you can do other things. But at the end of the day, the NBA is going to knock you for the fact that you didn't play at an NCAA Um, Yeah, there's a partnership.
0: There's a partnership.
2: So like, the rule where – oh, go ahead, Mo. I was saying, like, people put in – so, like, essentially, like, you can go play overseas for a year or you can go play in the G League for a year. But at the end of the day, when you go into the NBA draft, your draft stock is going to knock because they're going to say – you didn't play against competition for a year. Mm. Obviously, now it's a lot different because you could see other routes. Like, for example, Darius Baisley um, just worked for a year, a million-dollar um,
1: internship, uh, New internship. internship. Yeah. for,
2: and got drafted in the first round. So, obviously, it's the NBA is starting to warm up the idea because they realize, like, you know, it's bigger than me just looking at who you played for a year. It's also about measurables and things like that. And then you have the guys that are in the, yeah, team the, league, the, and the I NBA won't...
0: realize that it's a worse product if they funnel it through the NCAA. It's exactly. not, when, pr- they, their product gets worse.
3: So, in which, which Lee was it the NBA or the NCAA that made a rule that agents had to have one year of school before they could? Um, the NBA. Oh, now, say, that, NBA, was, that was, that was the, rich, the NBA
0: rule. That's the Rich Paul rule. Rich Paul.
3: Yeah. And it's a historically racist rule, too, right? Because it, yeah. it, it cuts out a huge group of agents that. Mm-hmm. Didn't go through the scholarly route, but took the classes or did whatever else to be eligible. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it, it such a fucked up. Because Rich Paul was taking they all fix, them, them
1: high power. Uh, they did, no,
3: they did, they did, yeah. Athletes, they, man. I don't they know, like, like, fixed it. They, they <laughs> made what? some changes. It was, it was
0: the Rich Paul rule, and I think it was also uh, Jay Z's Rock Nation rule too.
2: Yeah, because yeah. they were saying because he didn't have um, any past like sports, something. It was something that he Bullshit. didn't have. So that they would, thats what they were trying to do to stop Rock Nation. But obviously, as you can see, you know, Clutch Sports and Rock Nation still, you know,
0: they're, they're the two dominant, the two dominant of uh, two flagship companies now. Yeah, exactly. didn't Jerry
1: Jones have a sports agency too? Like, and as a, he was an owner and he had his like own sports agency or something like that. So, like, I mean, essentially, he's just like double dipping.
2: That's why they made Jay-Z give up his ownership of uh, the Nets, too. Because mm. he wanted to become an agent. Uh, he got them to Brooklyn and was like, all right, I'm out. I did my job.
0: One of the hardest lines. Nets could go 0 for 82, and I look at you like, this shit gravy.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: man, whole stunt's different, man. Whole stunt's different, bro.
2: Yeah. But... I mean, like, the the fucked up thing is that, like, we'll go back to um, talking about the NSA The fucked up thing is that it takes all of this to, you know, open up the eyes of of the mass. Well, not open up the eyes of the masses. It just brings light to it of seeing that the NSA really doesn't care whether it's, you know, talking about, you know, the women's facilities or food or or the gift bags that they got. But and the same thing for the men's basketball team, you see, like, they put, you know, millions of billions of dollars in there every year because, you know, obviously somebody's watching these people and and, you know, there's gamblers that are making money. There's these colleges that are making money. Just, mm-hmm. you know, even even if your team is not technically in the NCAA tournament, you can make money if a team in your conference succeeds. Mm-hmm. So everybody's making money but the players. Like for example, yeah. like when Alabama wins a national championship, Vanderbilt gets paid, LSU gets paid, you know. Florida gets paid. All of them make money just because LSU, because Alabama won. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, like, you know, what they say is, oh, you know, we'll put since we can't give. Oh yeah, that is that is a fact. They all, everybody, um, makes money off of it. Everybody in that conference, the SEC gets a share of that, um, the winnings. It's fucking nuts. But, exactly, but like what they say is, you know. We get, like, Dabo Sweeney. I think he's making $10 million a year or something like that. Mm. And because they can't play the players, they just give him a $30 million facility. That you only get to use for, what, three, year, three, four years? Maybe five, if you're lucky. So what is that facility doing for you? You don't live there. Mm. <laughs> you're just there when you're at school.
1: Yeah, speaking of local uh, ball players, I think Shabazz spoke on that, too. Yeah. Um, when, they, when they made their March Madness run, talking about going – going to sleep hungry and then that's when you you see like these schools coming up with like these nutrition bars or late night bars for for the athletes and stuff so there was just like a huge uproar around that
0: yeah kareem like like you said even at the d3 level even at the d3 level i remember times when the basketball team would get back and you know the dining dining halls closed
2: like yeah. And, yeah. And bro we used back, to get
1: 25 bro. stipends bro i'm like what the fuck am i gonna do with this bro yeah man yoga, like, yoga even yoga eat. yo we yoga got 20 stipend? we got 25 uh, yo and then the crazy thing is when we as the season progressed <laughs> no 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 as the season as we went through the seasons if we traveled somewhere the ad would give the head coach like a hundred dollars bro and we just be like yo like what? You gonna you gonna swing that like you know what I'm saying like we are gonna eat you know what I'm saying what? just we just get like a couple pies of pizza like you know what I'm saying a couple pizza pies and I'm just like damn that's
3: crazy y'all got any money at all the only time my, our team ever got money dad, and we're right? we're a football team with 120 dudes the only time we ever got any money was when we made it to the NCAA playoffs and mm. the and it was was sponsored or, or whatever the process is where we got money because yeah. we were we made it to the playoffs you know. Like or when you play like a Division in, One
1: school and get washed, and you get right? Like right. And then you get paid. For yeah. You get like seventy-five. Yeah, congratulations! Grand. Here's your right.
0: It's yeah, you to ice play Southern headache. Vermont guys,
1: <laughs> gotta go play UNH, fellas. Come on, yep, we on TV. Down forty. But yeah, D. Like that's a whole we got, other got thing.
3: Is like there a lot of sports teams would have practice schedules where they'd get out of practice and the dining hall would be closed. They wouldn't be able to eat. You know, yeah. like that happened to us countless times for football practice, you know, like mm-hmm. and, and dudes would have to, you know, hoard uh, food for lunch, bring it back to the dorm. So they'd have some for dinner or mm-hmm. they'd have to spend money, you know, downstairs or in like our other cafeteria where we'd have like dominoes or like fast food stuff. But like it, it is is crazy. Like it, it's such a flawed system. D3 on a smaller level, obviously, but still an issue, you know, just all NCAA again. Yeah, man.
0: That concludes this segment on the NCAA gangsters
3: all right well in other uh, in other news um, as many people probably know, we had a another mass shooting um, last week um, that included uh, eight people being killed um, and, and six of them being Asian women um, and so this was it was in the media uh, you know for a lot of different reasons, but a couple of things that stood out to people were the, the belief of this being a hate crime. So Robert Aaron Long, um, the shooter, was arrested in connection to the killings and reportedly admitted to them. Um, but the issue being that, uh, again, six of these women that were killed were Asian women, and they were shot at um, massage or spa parlors uh, in the area of Atlanta. And so this is brought to... Um, People's general attention about the ideas of, you know, again, hate crime of racism in our country and to see something like this happen is, you know, one always just so heartbreaking to see people lose their lives and to see, you know, again, mental health and people just Be able to do such terrible things for whatever reasons, but um, Again, it's brought the issue of, you know, how and why people classify crimes as hate crimes or don't classify them as hate crimes. And on top of that, we get some comments from the, the sheriff's office related to the shootings that just seemed, in my opinion, ridiculously ignorant and careless, given, you know, where we are today as a society. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion about just how, how the media's kind of um, spoken about these these shootings recently, and then maybe just kind of touching on uh, these the sheriff's remarks in regards to the the shooter and uh giving maybe an excuse or a reasoning for for why this happens
1: yeah i think um my fault d Good. um the sheriff right he said that the shooter had a bad day Mm -hmm. (laughs) what (laughs) You, you think but um for me my frustration comes from um one, let's call a spade a spade. This was a hate crime. Not only did the man go from one spa to another, he drove across like another county, went to a third one, and his patterns alone, he targeted a group of people. But then he walks away unscathed. He isn't, you know what I'm saying? He get he, he he's able to walk away from the situation. And you're on national television telling people that this man had a bad day. I'm tired of hearing that shit. I've seen different sides on social media. Somebody said, and here is another white man walking away from a mass shooting unscathed. And then a white person had a nerve to get on there and say, well, at least he, um, you know, complied with the police. Are you fucking kidding me? So that's what my frustration is with this shit, man. Like I I, this shit this is this is the thing that like boils like my blood, bro, because it's just like the media once again intentionally creating a narrative and not calling it what it is. This was a terrorist attack. He terrorized a specific group of people. And therefore, that is a hate crime against a specific group. Like, let's call it what it is. Let's let's stop masking this situation. You know, everybody thinks that like terrorist is like a foreign, like a foreign thing. Like, no, y'all is some fucking terrorist, bro. <laughs> yeah,
3: domestic terrorism is is very real today, very real.
1: Sorry, I had to go off, but you know, I'm just
0: nah, man. Um, I'm gonna follow, it's I'm needed, gonna follow man. up with you, bro, because this, er, I'm gonna build off of what you said, man. It's not like look, you want to call a spade a spade. Let's really call a spade a fucking spade. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how we got here, right? And this is the shit that I've been telling people when they say oh donald trump is not a politician donald trump is he he can't he doesn't have any power other than whatever it's like nah man everybody he has a group of people that listen to him yep. and if you look at it after he started going crazy calling the coronavirus the china flu mm-hmm. and going Kung wild flu. against going wild wild racist um uh names for the coronavirus that had to do against um, asian people yeah the violence and uptick against asian people went up a yeah. huge amount and and just like he incited the riot at the at the capitol yeah he is, he's inciting more violence against asian people and he needs to be held accountable for that and those people need to be held accountable for that right. was it this rhetoric around uh, I I I really I, I mean you can look at the numbers. The numbers say that it spiked after he started talking like that. Mm-hmm. So he's just emboldening and emblazoning these people to go do some wild stuff, thinking that they have they're entitled to do this shit. And Not people, people, these white people.
1: Yep. Because you got people getting away with it, like fucking Kyle Rittenhouse. Yo, they raised money for his ass to get out of like jail, get out of prison.
0: Exactly. So so like <laughs> people gotta realize words have fucking power. Yeah. Words have power, and and you got to be responsible with what you what you say and what you don't say.
1: Right, and and everything about this situation, when you look at the, this man's Twitter and social media account, everything that played out and what he did was premeditated. I hope his ass rots in fucking hell. That's that's how I feel. Oh, and then and then <laughs> on top of
0: that, Kareem, when you talk about the sheriff, the sheriff has anti Asian um anti Asian T shirts on his on his uh, Facebook.
3: Yep. So the, the sheriff was, he's got, like you said, he's got pictures on Facebook um, of having these uh, China virus shirts, um, basically t-shirts that insinuate that the, the COVID virus started from China, you know? And so these are things he's, he's proud. He's showing off on Facebook. He's taking his pictures. Um, and then again, he makes this comment of, Oh, this kid just had a bad day. And then that's why he killed eight people. It's For me, it's, it's the microaggressions and it's these little subtle comments that people try to make to make things seem okay where, you know, again, I'm a big person that I like to understand why people do what they do, but that doesn't give them an excuse for it. So mm-hmm. if he's trying to explain why this man did that, that's one thing. But to me, it came off more as an excuse. Oh, he had a bad day. He's been dealing with tough, difficult stuff. He was trying to alleviate the temptation um and and his sex cravings is why he did this like you know there's a there's a balance between giving the details and facts and stating where the person's mental was at when he when he did this versus giving excuses and reasons oh he's having a bad day we should be considerate. we should be supportive to him and we should improve our mental health like no that's not when we should improve our mental health we should have already been doing this Mm -hmm. we should have already been had this conversation you know like it it's infuriating to me how people can just be so careless and so inconsiderate, but then when one thing happens in, in the way that they want it to be portrayed, they can change everything around. They can flip everything around. What if the shooter was black? What if the shooter was a woman? What if the shooter was Muslim or you know whatever? How, how different would this be? You know? And, and that's the thing that like, I can't get out of my mind is, is the sheriff's comments and just how careless and inconsiderate it is but like the greater picture of how we as a society just view shootings like this where, you know, I'll be honest, for me, I'm desensitized to it. Like, this is a terrible tragedy, eight people are dead now. And it's like, I feel like this has happened so many times, you know, like this is not something that is is shocking to me because we keep seeing it. And it's absolutely amazing to me that there's still not being enough conversations about mental health. There's still not being enough conversations about gun gun control, about domestic terrorism, about racism. Like there's mm-hmm. there's so many things that this that this brings out. Like that exactly, that's just infuriating uh, to me. It's ridiculous.
0: Man, that just brought up for me when me and Rashawn were in Australia, we uh, five years ago, six years ago, we were in a cab with the cab driver. It was like he was like, "Where are you guys from?" We're like, "Oh, we're from America." He's like, Oh, you don't get shot the second you walk outside there. And <laughs> like, cause because to them it's like there's a mass shooting every other day. Mm-hmm. You know, in Australia, they haven't had a mass shooting since like 19 the early 90s. And once they had one, that was it. They banned guns. They're like, We're not gonna have another one. Exactly. So so to them, or to a different country, they're just like, yo, this like bullets be flying as soon as you step out the crib, huh? It's like it's for us. It was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, because, again, like you said, we're desensitized to it. Yeah. So to us, it's like, nah, man, it's really it's like I can walk outside. I'm fine. Dude's like, dude, there's a shooting there every other like month.
1: Indeed. You just you brought something up for me because in our time in Australia, (laughs) remember when we was walking, it was like early in the morning. I think we were still jet lagged. And it was like they were setting up for some sort of uh, flea market or something like that.
0: Yeah, this dude was being straight racist. The other dude was just I won't call that racist. The other guy, but this dude was being racist. you are about to talk about. Yeah.
1: So and then the cop (laughs) like we we asked this dude for he said, you guys want some water? Like he said, you want some water, mate? And we were like, yeah, of course. Cool. Like it is what it is. And this police officer came out of nowhere and was acting like went from zero to one hundred, like we was trying to rob this dude, like just the aggression and shit. Like I honestly, I ain't gonna lie, bro. For a split second, I'm like, damn, we in a different country. Are we I'm finna get shot. Like I haven't even locked been, up abroad. You know what I'm saying? I I, I I haven't even been in Australia for like 24 hours yet, and the, the authorities already fucking with us. But it's just like. Think about that, bro. Like, on some real shit, like, this is how motherfuckers view us, bro. Like, motherfuckers view us as a fucking threat. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit is crazy out here. And we, and, <laughs> we miles, we thousands of miles away from the from the crib, bro. And this is how motherfuckers look at us.
2: <laughs> like, and the, the thing that, that bothered me most about um, the officer's comment was like, okay, when you bring their family in, right, the families of the victims, and tell them what happened, are you going to tell them, yeah, we got him, he was just kind of having a bad day, um, but, you know, we'll, we'll take care of it. Like, do you think those families think like, oh, okay, it's all right, he was just having a bad day. Like, that makes everything so much better. Like, yeah, the fact that's that that's they point, had man. the nerve to say that was like, yeah. Like, that shit is, like, beyond, like, fucked up. Like, to think that, it's like, there's, there's mother, there's kids that are going to grow up without a mother now mm-hmm. because somebody was having a bad day. Like, that's, that's the excuse for why you, your mother's not here, because somebody yeah. had a bad day.
3: It's such a slap in the face. It's so disrespectful, like you said, move to the families, to the victims, but just to, to like, to everybody, you know, to, to downplay something like that. This man killed eight people. It's not him having a bad day. He has issues. He has problems, but like, you don't, you know, write that off as a bad day. That's not yeah. a bad day. You know, I have bad days. I don't go like we, we don't do stuff like that. People have bad days. Like there is a difference between what he did and then what the general public would consider a bad day. And right. just that carelessness in, in his choice of words, you know, sure. things come out, things slip, but like that, that carelessness is is not okay for me. But, but
1: knowing that that sheriff had, those things up on his his facebook page it's just like i don't expect anything less from this motherfucker now cuz at the end of the day he's a part of the problem too
2: yeah the end of the day like when i see shit like that like at this point like it's like why why even why do i even look for them to have any answers at this point like when i first when the incident first happened and they the police came on television and were trying to say that it wasn't A hate crime they still have to investigate it yet he went to two male two um nail salons who primarily run by asian individuals and decided that it wasn't a hate crime he went to three three oh yeah he was he was on his way to the third but But you don't see like how does that like how do you not put that connection together you know what i'm saying yeah like
1: Trump. Trump. Trev brought up an interesting point. He said, "Yo, how do you open fire in public and drive to another, well, multiple locations without people looking for you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, how, how do you, how do you do that? I'm a go- I'm, I'm upset. I'm having a bad day. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you do it. I'm upset. I'm having yeah. a bad day. You know what I'm saying? I'm finna open fire on some people. That ain't enough. Like, ain't no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I- I'm driving across county, just letting them shits off."
2: Exactly. And like you look at it compared to the Dylan Roof situation, it's the same exact thing. And yep. we've seen it before. And, you know, we have to compare the same thing to look at Breonna Taylor's boyfriend just got acquitted of all crime. But I'm like, first of all, I think he should be getting paid. But at the end of the day, you know,
0: he's got he, to be a civil suit there or something, man. They trying to put saying. that on him.
2: Exactly, so I'm like, you know what I'm saying? like, but you know, he just got acquitted of like, oh, okay, now he's not finding the wrong. You thought he was wrong for getting somebody shooting into his household? Like, how are you supposed to react? You have a gun too. You know, if you do have a gun in your house and somebody's coming shooting your house, you don't know what's going on. The first thing you're doing is firing back. I don't care who you are. If you have a gun next to you and somebody's shooting at you, you're not going there just sitting there dunking. You're going to fight back so like the end of the day like this like this narrative that like they can just have a bad day and this should be okay and just forgiven like that shit's got to end and like if they don't understand like this is the exact like we're coming into a year a year in total of of um when we first started really going after the black lives matter movement and you see a year later this shit doesn't change mm. the narrative is still the same
1: that's like we are d... wrong
2: we look at us we because of our skin color we are wrong no matter what in the eyes of in the eyes of our justice system
1: that's what you know like what d said man shit i might have to get my guns license, bro just i pack that thing too <laughs> in case a motherfucker act up out here yo motherfuckers can't can't continue to be having some bad days you know what i'm saying because i put i put wrong right in your ass <laughs> <laughs>
2: De- definitely, definitely concerns me a little bit, but you know, I packed that thing too. <laughs> Come around this way. You will get clapped, you will get clapped. <laughs> <laughs> will get clapped. Yo, for that real, shit is legendary. that is legendary.
3: That's what was that? That's Connecticut, right? I, I think he's from Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means, from. That's hilarious. That's just
2: Yeah, <laughs> But yeah, uh, my, but, that mm, bothers yeah. me, though. I'm sorry, that should. That shit really, really gets to me.
3: Yeah, it's a frustrating thing. I mean, I I pray for the families. I pray for the victims. You know, I hope that I hope that something comes from this. You know, like I hope that we can continue to grow from these things, and people can, you know, have conversations kind of like we're doing, but have more conversations. People with more power, maybe, and, and really figure out a way to be more supportive and be more um, proactive instead of reactive to things like this. Because it, it it really can't keep happening. I don't want it to keep happening. So I, I hope that people, you know, take this seriously and recognize, you know, their own individual abilities to have conversations and educate.
1: Wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, the sheriff pulls a bitch move and resigns because of the comments he made. Just wouldn't be, you know what I'm
3: saying? <laughs> Just strong backlash. I mean, he, it was not a great choice of words, you know, and, and then the, the photos online doesn't really help his case, but. Who knows? I
0: can't stay. Come, come.
3: All right, all right. So in lighter news, you know, we're going to start off this by, uh, you know, naming a new segment here, our Cardi Minute you know reams
0: Cardi. reams cardi minute
3: uh-huh. so i got some news y'all and if i had a camera this is where i would, i'd say you know camera zoom in on me right quick you know look at the camera Ooh, okay. i got something to say right here now zoom all out right? zoom out please thank you zoom out zoom out yep then zoom back in all right no nope, back up okay <laughs> perfect perfect so in news um as we we all know cardi and meg had an amazing beautiful performance at the grammys you know uh performing their and their hit song wop and of course you know on cbs like that oh. uh, on cbs yeah right right <laughs> for the families it's for the families <laughs> education yikes right and so with with a beautiful song like that such a such a great educational song um it, it brought some 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 hate you know some people that weren't a fan so, uh, some maybe some old heads maybe some some people that didn't like it so there was a, a member of a, a christian rock band i won't even give him some name give him some credit but he had some comments about cardi b about the Grammys as well, um, and connected the two in a way that I did not like. um, Stating that he felt like Cardi B's song uh, is trying to change the morality of of how we look at uh, music, you know, and it's another conversation about people, you know, trying to control what women talk about in their songs, really just trying to control what um, artists write about. And and so that was the first part where, you know, dude, you, you can have your opinion, but understand what's going to happen when that opinion comes out and so that's what I got to say and secondly he related you know Cardi's performance and the Grammys to Hitler which is never a a good look at all um referencing how there's propaganda to control what should be played on uh the Grammys and how we should look at music and again we've had this conversation but um you know, for me, you know, people need to kind of mind their business when it comes to music like this. There's been way worse songs out there. There's way worse lyrics out there. There's way worse, worse, eh, there's way worse music videos out there. So like, I think at this point, you know, if people are still upset about this, they need to check themselves and just get out of their feelings. It's music, it's art, it's creativity. You know, if you listen to Cardi B and if you've listened to Meg talk about the song, I think you'd have a better understanding of why it's not this grotesque, uh, lyrical masterpiece that some people uh, claim it is or isn't but um mm. uh, i don't know i feel like some guys just need lyrical to really masterpiece. check where at. lyrical masterpiece you're like that, right? <laughs> but uh i think some guys just need to check themselves you know whop, this guy needs whop, to check himself
0: with this way that especially i don't know especially if that's with, lyrical venom but yeah, <laughs> it's a lyrical especially...
3: masterpiece d this is Cardi gang <laughs> out here that's just respect oh, man. all right
1: Especially with that um that little that little hit Hitler comment because Hitler adapted, uh you know the Western world's um way of enslaving people, so he learned that from 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 the people over here. So,
3: right. it, it was such a that. stretch. It, it's a stretch <laughs> to compare Cardi B and the music and the Grammys to Hitler. So this guy, again, he won't be named, but yeah, but
1: what is what does WAP stand for?
3: Wet. Ass, can I say this? No, P. (laughs) (laughs) In case we got some new listeners, educate (laughs) yourself. All right, this has been my Cardi minute. Watch out now, fellas. Fellas,
0: is love real? I don't know anymore. Oh, I thought that was it. A question nah man i don't know man i'm reeling <laughs> i'm reeling right now because why are you hurting d quavo and sweetie broke up man in the in <laughs> the cheating allegations on my man quavo when we know black men don't cheat it's just really hurting me dog it's hurting my soul mm, what about quavo though what about quavo i just said that i mean, I mean apple, apple don't, don't cheat.
1: F- i mean not quavo um offset that's why i'm at
0: Oh, that's that's Kareem could have mentioned him in his party <laughs> minutes.
1: No, that's Kareem's territory. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the hey. apple don't fall too far from the tree, bro.
3: <laughs> I, I give I give Kareem the it. benefit. I trust her. I trust her. Man,
0: <laughs> my heart goes out to you, sweetie, and uh, you need a shoulder to lean on and ear to listen. I'll be right there. I'll be right there. But also in 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 breakup news, I was thinking about this the other day. We had Kim and Kanye are going through a divorce. A couple of days later, it gets announced Kanye is worth $6.6 6 billion <laughs> right after they're about to get a divorce. And all we heard from Kanye was this man is in debt, in debt. Now he's about to get a divorce. He's worth $6.6 6
1: Yeah, you see Forbes came out and uh, fact checked that though, right?
0: Real quick, well, regardless of, I'm just saying they're trying to they trying to build my man up to tear him down. Take
3: all I'm that for sabotage. What do <laughs> like? I mean, how you think they're kind of close? Actually, maybe. I mean, like, I mean nobody. I would think nobody. That Kim has more money than Kanye. I was about, okay, so I'm about to say, I think, think they're Kim got close. more money than Kanye. Maybe Kim could have more. Yeah, I would think
0: more. Nah,
1: because I think, because I think. You think she's? You think she's? I think Kanye might be a billionaire, though. I think they said that he's he's worth like at least a bill,
0: based off yeah, of yeah. dog, do you understand the worth, TV money, having- the the fashion money, the makeup money? Yeah, that's yeah, true. Kylie too. Yeah, she probably got like some partnership separate. in that whole lip
1: situation. That the what is it? The lip gloss. Is and she, she
0: and she already came from money, bro. Like they already had bread in that family. Yeah. Um, if Kanye owns his masters, I think it what is his masters worth, like 110 mil. I think I read that. Yeah, I seen that
3: number somewhere, somewhere around there, let's say. Yeah. I mean, nobody,
1: nobody could be like worse off than what they did to Lamar, though. They just, you know what I mean? I mean Kanye, Kanye <laughs> had his <laughs> Kanye had his moments, but <laughs> he, he some for some somehow he just pulls through. Lamar, though, be out here in brothels, like. Hey, Lamar just Fipping, trying to live in best life. cocaine off of, off of
0: people's kneecaps and shit. So kneecaps, that's an interesting region of the body. <laughs> well, also talking about money, man. I've been seeing this, I've been seeing this everywhere, and it's been pissing me off, man. People be like, 10K is really not that much money. Like, you guys really don't know money if, if you think that 10k is a lot of money. It's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> who's saying so that? 10, 10. I mean, you okay, seen so that? I've been seeing that everywhere on Twitter recently.
3: Oh, you know what? You know what that is? That's people feeling themselves with them, sim- with them stimming. You them know, they think they checks. got 14. They're yeah, like, I ooh. yeah, I got 14. <laughs> I can, I got 1400. I can get to 10,000. Right. Right.
0: Yo, <laughs> I'm going to like, invest, like, invest this. I'm going to invest this in you know, his dog coin. Blessing whatever? circles. <laughs> like, obviously, <laughs> obviously, 10,000 is not a lot. If you're thinking like a million, obviously. But you can do a lot with 10 grand. Oh, There's yeah. so much you can do. Absolutely. And so to see people just off, it's just this, this, this stunting, this clout chasing culture that just this new this generation terrible. just wants to keep up with the Joneses and just act like they act like they got it when they don't.
3: Mm-hmm. So, Bro, I think Twitter is the worst place for that because all Twitter is, is just people trying to one up everybody else. You know, yeah. like it is such a terrible, toxic place. Like it's it's got its funny parts. And people create some funny stuff there but but it'd be the funniest a... thing
1: when people get exposed though like there was this one black mm-hmm. dude he was like a relationship guru coming to find out like a couple days later she <laughs> another black king
0: taking us out
1: yo he got caught <laughs> cheating on his wife at his house she walked in on him and, and some other some some other chick and he mm-hmm. was out here giving advice selling books <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man. man, that's like Steve Harvey giving marriage advice on his third marriage.
1: Yo, for real. <laughs> as quiet as it's kept.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, so like how to take care of your kids. When hey,
1: but you said he's on his third marriage.
2: Laura's out
3: here.
0: Third time's a charm, I guess.
3: <laughs> hey, careful, boozy. Careful.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we are going to respect Lori Harvey in this space. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easy, Mook. Hey, man. But D, that's
3: hold on, man. A wabyrinth? Yeah. I was going to say it's it is a funny conversation because people really don't understand the difference in in like money as it as it goes up like 10,000 to 1,000, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. 1 million to a billion, you know, like uh, when you talk about these super, super massive rich people. Mm -hmm. Um, So it doesn't surprise me that you got some people on Twitter talking, talking crazy because they think 10k ain't nothing.
0: Just because they sugar daddy gives them 10k or flies them out (laughs) to a nice (laughs) resort. Doesn't mean they got 10K
3: in their bank account, Yeah, yo. Well, you got some of these doing idiots that get like
1: a $10,000 <laughs> loan thinking it's theirs.
3: Right. Yeah, exactly. Right? They get a loan, and post it. They post their yeah, bank account, Post yo. Mad Cash, and be like, oh, shit. <laughs> right? Like, slow down there, bro. Come on now.
1: But that's like, you know, back to the, the music industry and stuff. Like, people sign these contracts and stuff thinking like, oh, shit, like, he got the bag. When it's like, nah, nigga, they just loaned you like $2 million.
0: Yeah, like Cadillac Records. <laughs> you know, He's like, every artist gets a Cadillac. They get their Cadillac. They're like, all right, where's my money? They're like, you're looking at it. I'm looking like, at yeah. the Cadillac. Who <laughs> like, told you to buy that? Facts, facts,
1: like, yeah, I'm yeah. finna ice up everybody. I'm finna get this gold chain. Like, okay, yeah, cool. You could do that. But you know, there's about like a 16% interest rate on that too.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah, they'd be... Ugh. Yeah, so, D, these people?
1: D, I got a question for you. What what came up for you about that? Of what? Like, you just said, like, you, you, you've seen stuff like that 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 hits you somewhere. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, you know.
0: Oh, I'm broke, nigga. I'm broke. <laughs> 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 What's he saying? Uh, the lottery ticket? <laughs> to yeah, bow out on top of the roof? They on the roof, yeah. That was a deep yeah, thing. That, that's the kids. That's the kids Friday, huh?
3: You think so? Is that the compare? Is that the the comparison?
0: That's the only I, I think. It. That's that's all they got, man. They don't got anything else good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might yeah, be the man. last good like black comedy.
0: But yeah, that's 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 what I had. I also want to say shout out to Kalani, man. If you've seen her last photo set on IG, <laughs> <Whew>. Kalani, again, <laughs> if you need a shoulder to lean on, you need an ear to listen. <laughs> I'm out here. I'm ready. Tory bricks too. Woo, Tory Bricks. All right. Let me let me relax right now. All right, man. That's all I got, um, man.
1: Y'all got anything else? Yeah, Mook, close us out.
2: Nah, bro. It's I'm out. telling you. That's, up. that's what you
0: can
2: do. You can find us at on Instagram, off the rip pod, off the rip dot podcast. And then on Twitter, off the rip underscore podcast.
3: So that's hey, right And we
2: are, we are, and I just want to shout us out. Shiz informed me we are making progress. We're up to fifty-six followers right now. So, mm-hmm.
0: merch. Like I soon, said, too. we merch have coming merch
2: soon. coming, but y'all gotta tell your friends to tell your friends to tell another friend hey. to let us to <laughs> let's go move. To
0: okay, then move. What's up, baby? Download and follow, baby. <laughs>
2: exactly. Give a thumbs up. Reach out to us on social media. You know, tell us. You know, show us. If you, you think love our and stuff if you like think that.
0: our takes are whack, tell us. Right. You know, engage with us, yo. We ready to have them conversations. Or if you love right, our takes, good.
2: show us some love. Who knows, you know, we might be doing some some Q and A's on the on the off the rip, uh, off the rip Instagram. Do some little questions and stuff like that. Mm. Some polls. Maybe some trivia, you know. We get oh, it live on okay, there, so let's okay.
0: okay. get it popping, yo! And that has been another Actually. episode of Off the Rip.
3: Why are you? <laughs> Why, Why you did just dad? do the Uzi shoulder, yeah. bro? You just did the Uzi exactly. shoulder. <laughs> <little> <laughs>
2: Drop this. All the family up
0: split All the minds cut rock it All that, tri- that Look, it. it's too late for you It's too late for me The game ain't fair I don't make the rules But if you break free and nobody care The worst thing to do Is forget about where you came from How the fuck I end up